What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt Free, okay? They're a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going at Black Married Debt Free. It's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt free in victory. Then go follow them, Google them, look them up, and see what they're talking about because don't nobody want to be broke. You feel me? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, Black Mary Death Free. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Quick Cast, powered by Black Married and Debt Free. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are glad you are here. I hope you had an amazing 4th of July holiday. Hopefully you were able to spend it with family. Um, just wanted to hop on really quick to talk about a few things that are going on in this economy, particularly having to do with the housing market. Many of you may know and some may not know that Shire and I invest in real estate out of state and we've bought five investment properties and we are what I like to call we're practicing real estate investors. But unfortunately, at the moment, the market and the interest rates are uh, of such to where we've pivoted our investment strategy when it comes to real estate. And we're kind of just saving up, waiting for the market to adjust and waiting for an opportunity to jump back in with both feet. Well, with that, we do a lot of studying of the market, what's going on. And uh, really, we're just kind of keeping an eye on the interest rate. I mean, for us, it's all about interest. We like to use the buy and hold strategy and that's where you purchase a home and you rent it out and you rent it out for above what you're paying for the mortgage then you're able to cash flow and with that cash flow either you pay the mortgage down faster or you save the money or repurpose the money reinvest the money and buy more properties so that's kind of our strategy and the interest plays an integral part because with higher interest rates, we're seeing your we're seeing monthly payments double and and sometimes more than that. So the interest is is definitely a big factor. Now, the thing is, the Fed is raising interest on homes and the ultimate goal was to bring home prices down, right, to make homes more affordable. For folks because they were really reaching historic highs uh, they actually reached historic highs 
And so the goal was to bring down the price of homes because the demand would be less, right? Less people buying, meaning means folks selling need to adjust their sale price. Well, based on this article in Yahoo Finance, uh, it says, what the heck is going on with the housing market? So here are some key things that I took away from this article that I was surprised about and it's kind of frustrated with because it doesn't seem like that's working. It doesn't seem like the high interest rates are working to bring home prices down, which really means, you know, it it, it elongates the period of time that the Fed will stay in this in this high interest rate phase right if they don't see results they're going to keep doing it so it says the housing market is still surprisingly tight despite mortgage rates at 20-year highs demand is high and supply is low as current owners don't want to part ways with low rates with the low rates that they locked in years ago so i want to pause there for a quick second because i think that's important Right before this uh, period of time where the Fed is increasing the interest rate, we were in a historic lows. You know, I talk about the five properties that we bought from 2018 to 2021. We were getting interest rates in the twos and threes on investment properties. Now, while we have good credit, that is unheard of to get rates that low right i don't think any of our investment properties uh, were over i take that back in 2018 so our first two investment properties the interest rates were a bit higher because they hadn't you know seen a dramatic drop yet so i think those were in the fours fives but then our last three investment properties that we bought in 2021 each of those were in in the high twos or the threes and so even our primary residence, we bought that in 2019 and our interest on that was like 3.2. And so what are people doing? You know, there were many others that bought during that time. And what are people doing? They're not willing to sell, which would create the the um, larger inventory. Right. Folks don't want to sell their homes now just to reenter the market with the rates higher. So a lot of people. Us, us included like i just said on the front end of this podcast a lot of people are just holding off not doing anything we're not selling we're not trying to create uh, more inventory by putting homes on the market we're just holding serve and we want to you know we locked in these low rates and we're just kind of holding off and so because of that it's created a interesting housing market so the article goes on to say we have uh, we have a convoluted market where there's not a lot of demand and people aren't actively looking to sell, but prices are still up. Now, in my research prices, yeah, there hasn't been like super drastic price drops. There has been some significant drops in certain areas. And understand that everybody's market is different. Every state is different. Uh, every 
area and states are different so this is all subjective but i have been seeing some price drops you've been seeing a lot of major drops in uh in areas that were inflated like you know the bay area and also you know florida some of the coastal areas where it was just crazy high austin right some of these these new these areas that were lit a couple years ago have seen a uh, a significant decrease in in the price of the homes but overall it hasn't really dropped like the fed had hoped so the article goes on to say prices have stayed stubbornly high even with mortgage rates near a two decade peak and mismatch supply and demand dynamics have sent conflict signals about what comes next and that's what everybody wants to know we're all look we get a lot of folks that that love the fact that we do real estate and they want to do it too. They want to get their first investment property. They want to get even some folks want to get their first primary residence and everyone just wants to know when's the best time to do it. And from our experience, like the best time is always yesterday because things seem to progressively get worse. You know, rates get higher, homes get more expensive, you know, the the trying to wait and time it. We haven't had much success doing that, but, in this instance, you're kind of forced to because the rates are just so high. It's just like when it's mad hot outside. Have you ever, you know, we've been experiencing a heat wave here in California. And when it's super hot outside, it's like I'm not even going out there. Right. It's just too hot. I'm staying inside AC on 68 and I'm chilling. That's what people are doing with their homes right now. And so that's creating uh, what this article says is a conflict in the market so conventional wisdom suggests that as rates rise prices will fall but that hasn't transpired even after 10 rate hikes from the federal reserve the fed which have influenced the rate on all kinds of loans products and uh, other things or including mortgages if experts can agree on one thing as it relates to housing, check this out, y'all. It's that the market has stayed surprisingly tight. That is interesting, man. That is interesting. It goes on to say for current, this is what I was saying earlier about current homeowners. Current homeowners are locked in. Higher rates aren't just deterring new buyers. They're also scaring sellers from putting their homes on the market. Even if a seller is able to offload at a lofty price, they still have to navigate the tight market as they seek their new home. For many people, leave, uh, leaving a sub 3% mortgage behind is, is crazy. It's crazy. And inking one around 7%. So you're going to leave one for 3% and then you're, you're going to go into the market where now your new one is around 7%. That's a non-starter for folks, right? Even if they get a big windfall from a sale, it just doesn't make sense to then go into the market and have to your your monthly payment doubles because your interest is so much higher. So we're at an interesting time. 
let's see here a surprising increase in new home sales now this is what i thought was was very interesting perhaps the most surprising development in the housing market has come in the form of recent increases in new home sales and housing starts both are encouraging signs that home buyers uh home buyer activity is headed for a rebound that's interesting because i i'm definitely seeing and and y'all let me know if you see this in your community but there's been an uptick in new home builds and those things get eaten up quick shire and i love to go and just you know check out the new model homes and every time we go in there they're like yeah we only have like you know a couple left folks are kind of buying them this this whole section is is already bought up and this this and that and we're like wow i mean y'all just started building these and people are already signing up for the new home builds and i think i think this article we're going to see this article goes on to say it but one of the reasons why i think that is is because of the uh, incentives that you can negotiate with a new home builder right you can negotiate like them to, to buy to buy uh points down buy uh interest down you know what i mean they they do that they have that program where you can give give money to them to have a lower interest like buy, pretty much buy a percent of your interest down also they you know can pay for closing costs a lot of times or or at least put something towards your closing costs and sometimes that's negotiable and so i think it's the incentives that the new home builders can give that maybe someone selling their home just won't do. But let's see. Let's see if that's what they say here. So it says, uh, as, as for housing starts, the resilience there off, offers a positive sign that construction is accelerating. And and that's true, too, because we the Fed wants to ultimately increase increase the inventory. If that's by people selling their home or if that's by builders building homes, we just want inventory to increase because we have a housing crisis here in the United States. It goes on to say, having overcome years of difficult supply chain issues following the pandemic, this is crucial because it could alleviate the inventory shortage and by extension, help balance out the affordable equation for buyers or the affordability equation for buyers theoretically home prices will fall or at least stabilize as inventory is replenished that's another key right it's it's that with lower inventory folks can really increase their price because they know that there's there's a shortage of product out so it's like if you really want this, you got you're gonna pay me this, because I know there's not a whole bunch of options out there for you. Well, if the new home builds and the starter homes really began to boom, if there's a boom there, then our inventory is growing, and as a as a result, the home prices should start to soften and come down a bit across the entire market. So that's something that you want to definitely be paying attention to so let's 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 break this down what comes next what comes next so there is there isn't a magic number 
that interest rates would have to fall to in order for demand to recover to previous levels. While mortgage rates aren't that high on a historical basis, the market, the market is distorted in terms of the supply and demand. That's interesting. Uh, on one hand, more demand puts upward pressure on home prices, but housing supply has decreased significantly. And that's also because it's become more costly to build a hard, uh, build and harder to get materials. But now that supply chains are better and raw materials are decreasing in price. That now that's a good thing. Like like I said, the the supply chain backlog is getting better, and so now you're seeing. That's why we're seeing an uptick in new home builds. So man, you know that's something to look to look at and look into. The new home builds, man, is a it's a vibe. Like I know we we automatically think that's going to be more expensive, but just knowing that they can give you more incentives right than someone selling their home and here's the thing too about buying a new build is you're going to have a year warranty in most instances it comes with a year warranty things are new so they're they're the the theory is it will take this less wear and tear you're going to have more years before you have to make repairs repairs is a huge thing um, that me and Shire are seeing on our investment properties we had a good few years, you know, but man, these these repairs are really starting to take a toll. And so the new build is something we're considering looking at new builds in California and maybe renting them by the room. You know, you may be able maybe maybe able to do something like that in your city where, yeah, the interest is high. But because I'm able to, you know, rent out this home by the room maybe that can offset some of the inflated costs because of the high interest so that's something to look at it's, it's definitely interesting i have my fingers crossed that you know they'll be continuing to build more new homes and people will keep flocking to that because i think that's going to help the market overall so the article uh, closes like this it says we do we do need more homes on the market uh there's no immediate solution to inventory snags as a home shortage would take many years to address and there won't be anything uh, there won't be anything like 2008 style crash in home prices so that's one thing we have to understand too is that this whole i'm going to wait for the crash theory it's not going to it's not looking like we're going to see that it's not going to be a heavy crash because I don't know, man. I just feel like people are different, right? Like we all struggling every not struggling, but we're all seeing uh, feeling the effects of the recession and people are still buying stuff. People are not changing their ways. People are not taking, you know, saying they can't afford stuff. They just putting it on credit and they keeping it moving and so because of that i don't know man it just doesn't feel like we're getting it uh like in recessions past where it's like we felt it and everyone adjusted 
you know, because of the recession. Right now, I feel like we're in a similar recession, but people are just like, it's not affecting us in the same way, if that makes sense. And so we're not going to see like a huge crash in the housing market. One, because we don't have uh, faulty lending practices anymore, but there is an uptick in foreclosures nationwide, which is something to look at. But I don't see a huge crash where folks just won't be able to afford their home. In fact, like this article says, people were getting rates super low. And because of that, they don't they're they're they chilling in their house, you know, let alone getting ready to to um, foreclose or, or, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a different it's going to be a different type of housing market than in, it was in 2008. But this stuff is fascinating. I'm going to keep studying it. Hopefully you got something out of this podcast. If you did, I need you guys to do us a huge favor and leave us a five star review on whatever platform you're listening to this. And if you do, once you're done with that, go on over to your email and email us blackmarryedebtfree at gmail.com. And we're going to send you a link to our two hour masterclass. Get out of debt and start building wealth. All right, y'all. I'm going to holler at you on the next one. Peace.